0: That one, year number four, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 283 of Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from rainy, wet, flooded Sandusky, Ohio. I'm thrilled that you're listening. Yes, we had some torrential rainfall here over the last 24 to 36 hours and uh, well, today was supposed to be the first day of our school year and we were canceled due to localized flooding in many of the neighborhoods where our students live. And one of the neighboring school districts is already canceled for tomorrow because a number of their neighborhoods are still going to be underwater and they will not be able to get buses in there. So I've not heard whether or not I'm going to work tomorrow. I want to get there because it's my job. I want to get the year started. So I'm going to be giving you my tips for the final round, round 24. Yes, I'm extraordinarily excited about this one, being a cat supporter. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and uh, I'll be joined by my mate Mick Aussie here in just a moment, and we'll go through uh, Mick's picks for this week, find out what he's going on uh, doing this week, as well as taking another look at some Australian slang terminology and see if he can have a successful week this week as well. Uh, This one has a bit of a theme, and uh, it's going to hit a little close to home for him, unfortunately. Now, don't forget, folks, if you want to get your club uh, getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you reach out to me on my uh, website, yankonthefooty.com, or any one of my socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find all of those links on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can reach reach out to me also on my website, or excuse me, by email, yankonthefooty@gmail.com at gmail.com as well. Uh, this has been a, uh, you know a very busy summer for me during the footy season, and I'm looking forward to getting back to my uh, my school year and getting going on that. I'm teaching a couple new classes and have one of my regular classes that I will not be teaching this year because nobody signed up to take my college-level human geography class, so I won't be teaching that one this year. But today's club of the episode are the ROC, the Rock Kangaroos, the Rithdale, or Rithdale, Officer Cardinia Kangaroos of the Southeast Football and Netball League in Victoria. And the club Rithdale Cardinia joined forces with the Officer Club in 1977, forming the Rock Kangaroos, as they call themselves today. And in 1983, the club's under-15s and reserves won the first premierships from this amalgamated club. And the club has had actually four players move on to play VFL AFL football including Paul Corrigan who played 53 games for the Cats and Greg Tivendale who played 183 games with the Richmond Tigers. Now this weekend the reserves and seniors close out their fixture against the Wand and Titans at the Res- Recreation Reserve. That's what I found over on their Facebook page. And I do want to take a moment and uh, give a shout-out also to one of their life members, uh, Frank Wyatt, who's having his 80th birthday. Mr. Wyatt, I hope you have a phenomenal uh, birthday. You are, from what I was able to gather, an integral part of this club because the Frank Wyatt room is named after you. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Now, we have... The final nine games of the season, we have a couple spots that are, you know, one that's still really open to to figure out who's going to be playing in that final spot. Is it going to be GWS? Is it going to be the uh, Western Bulldogs? Um, I'm not sure who has the advantage there because the Bulldogs play ahead of the Giants, so the Giants are going to need to know are going to know well in advance what they have to do in that final game of the fixture, which we'll get to here in in just a moment. Um, but you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, you know. Talk about the you know the cat's uh, failures this year as a cat supporter. You know I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not terribly surprised by the way things went because uh, yeah I was very surprised when I did, and it made sense when I saw it. But you know I I did read something that said that of the of the players that are in the cat's best twenty two or best twenty three, there was only one of them that was available for selection each game this year. That was available for selection and played in each of the games this year and is, is selected to play this weekend as well. And this is somebody who'd been the club's whipping boy, if you will, for a number of years uh, in Zach Guthrie. And, and Zach Guthrie, I think, has has turned himself into a very serviceable serviceable defender. And a couple games ago, he kicked the opening goal for the Cats, which is never a good sign when somebody who has only kicked a handful of goals more than I have ever kicked, and I've never been to a game in person, um, kicks your first, and I think he kicked a goal the set the following week as well. Um, not necessarily a good thing for the Cats. So, are, you know, are they going to bounce back? I sure as hell hope so, but there's going to be some really, really... Um, difficult and maybe not so difficult calls are going to have to get made uh there was a great article on the abc news website that i'm going to uh link to uh that talks about geelong's gap year and how the cats afl premiership defense unraveled in 2023 now and this is not i'm not making excuses for the cats they had a lot of clubs that just came you know came and beat them pretty handily the saints did it this past week port adelaide did in adelaide earlier in the year they, they lost some close games as well they, they they lost some games they maybe should have won Maybe they won a game or two they shouldn't have won, but they are an old side, and I and I hope they recognize that they don't want to find themselves in the position that West Coast has found themselves in. Now, I think you could also factor in everything that went on with COVID uh, with regards to the uh, West Coast Eagles, a um, bit of a downfall here, but I think the Cats are going to have to cull some of the herd, if you will, a little bit this year to start to get younger, okay? And that means that maybe they take a step back. Do they make the eight next year? I don't know, but... I suppose it could happen. I, I'm going to mention a club that I think is going to is going to make the eight here in just a couple of minutes. It's not in the eight this year, but I think they're going to be there next year. So let's go ahead and jump into my tips for this this week. Okay, we first of all we've got Essen and hosting Collingwood at the MCG, and I and I believe it was Riley Nelson on Twitter, a cat supporter, who posted something I thought was extraordinarily funny. Um, you know, the Essendon, if we look at who's in and who's out, first of all, Darcy Parrish is playing game 150 for Essendon. Josh Jacobs playing game 100 for Collingwood. Bo McCurry suspended. Jacob Ryan injured. Nathan Murphy injured. Bobby Hill and Jordan Ngoi are back in. Jake Kelly injured. Jake Stringer injured. Jai Caldwell injured. Matt Guelphie injured. Peter Wright injured. Sam Draper injured. Uh, in Kane Baldwin, Nick Bryan, Sam Wiedemann, Will Setterfield, and Will Snelly. And he asked, how is it that seven guys got injured for Essendon last week, doing nothing more than watching the Giants kick goals, and I—I I don't know if they were all strained necks or what have you, but I—I uh, I thought that was a really funny line. Uh, I apologize if you're an Essendon supporter. Um, you know the you're going to add another 365 days at least into that—that uh, that figure. I'm not going to mention it, uh, but you know the pies. Uh, I'm going to go with them. I think they're going to win this one by about three and a half goals. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, they had a little bit of a hiccup here recently. I think they're going to get themselves tuned up for the first round of finals. So I am going with the Pies to win this one. And then we head to Blunstone down in Hobart for the last game for the now um, Wooden Spooners. I think third year in a row. The Ruse hosting Gold Coast, and this is a uh, this is a final audition for. Players on both sides, okay? Now, first of all, Bailey Humphrey's injured. Jack is injured. Rory Atkins omitted. Alex Davies, Chris Burgess are in for the Suns. Luke McDonald uh, injured. Jack Zeeble being managed. Jack Zeeble, of course, is is stepping away from the game. Daniel Howe omitted. Blake Drury is the sub. Charlie Lazaro, Callan Dawson, and Miller Bergman are in. But as I mentioned, this is an audition for players for both sides here. Because many of these Suns players are going out there thinking, holy shit. Are we part of the 20% that Dimon was talking about getting rid of to win a premiership? I don't want to be in that column. I want to move over to the other column and be part of that 80%. So they're probably going to play their asses off realizing that the new guy is going to take charge the following Monday or Tuesday or whenever he officially takes over, whenever the, the calendar season ends for the club. But he's pretty much in, going to be in charge now, so... I think that you're going to see Suns players that are going to be playing their asses off, realizing that they may not be one of those ones that Demon was talking about as part of the solution to the problems that they've had there. And, of course, then you have the Ruth players who are trying to figure out, do we have a job next year? How much of a culling is going to go on there? This is a club that won the first two games of the year, and I'm tipping the Ruths to lose this one as well, are going to finish off the year losing 21 games in a row, or 22 games in a row, however many it is. A, a, A hell of a lot of games in a row. And it's not to say they haven't been competitive in a lot of them. They just don't have enough horses in the stable as of yet. And maybe some of those other some of those players are going to have to go by the wayside. So again, I'm going with the Suns to win this one by about two and a half goals. And then we head to Hawthorne hosting Fremantle at the MCG. Bailey Banfield, Diego O'Meara, Neil Erasmus is a sub. O'Meara and Banfield are injured. Joel Hamling, Michael Walters are in. Ned Long, Max Ramsen omitted. Denver Granger Barras is injured. Brandon, Ryan, Jai, Newcomer, back in. Now, I have to tell you, and, and I know I'm supposed to hate Hawthorne because I'm a Cat supporter. In fact, I have a sticker on the back of my van that says I support two clubs, the Cats and whoever's playing Hawthorne. I don't really mean it, but I really like the sticker. In fact, you know, I was to have one of those stickers. I'm, I would love to find one that said Carlton in that situation, I think, right at this point in time. I'm still holding that grudge about the, the hiring of Michael Voss and the timing of that uh, with regards to Carlton. I, I can't help but congratulate them on the hell of a season they've had, though. But... Look at Hawthorne, look at Fremantle here. One of those two clubs I think is closer to winning a finals game than the other. And I think it's Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne is closer to winning a finals game than Fremantle is at this point in time. I really do. And I think the Hawthorne Hawks are a sleeper to play in the eight next year. And uh, last year I said I thought the Suns were going to make it. I did say that I didn't think Freeman was going to make it this year, and I was right about that. It completely screwed up the whole Collingwood thing. I didn't have Collingwood making the finals this year either. If you want to turn it off right now, I'd completely understand, but I hope you don't. Um, But I'm going with the Hawks to finish on a strong note here. I'm going with the Hawks to win this one by 11, and I think that they are a sleeper to find their way into the 8 next year. So Hawthorne supporters... um, the guys from the Talking Hawks podcast a couple years ago when I had them on, they were talking about looking for green shoots. I think you've got green shoots all over the damn place right about now. And another solid draft. I think this club is ready for another ascendancy here. And then we head up to the GABA for Brisbane hosting St. Kilda. Uh Eric Hipwood playing game 150. Liam Stocker playing game 50. Max King is being managed. Sebastian Ross is injured. Jack Hayes is in. Lincoln McCarthy is out injured. Now I think we can pretty much say it all there with Max King getting rested, okay? Brisbane wants at least one home finals contest. They'd love to get a second one if they win on uh, their first round uh, finals game. And this is a perfect storm at the Abattoir, okay? Unless it isn't. You know, the Saints have been disrespected all year by the media. They've, they've found them, they've fi- basically found their way into the finals. I think that they've solidified their spot. Um, but I think that the, the Lions, and I'm pretty confident the Lions, are tough to beat at the Gabba. And I don't think that they're going to lose this week as well. Although, you know, Ross Lyons club could come and, you know, pull one off that we all go, okay, that's a a Ross Lyon win. But I'm going to go with Brisbane to win this one by nine. I just really think that the, uh, that the Lions are on a mission. And uh, if they get to play a couple games at home in the finals, maybe they get a uh, shot at a premiership this year. And I, I just think Brisbane is too good of a side right now. And that's not to take anything away from St. Kilda because they kicked the shit out of my team last week. And then we had speaking of my team, uh, the Bulldogs are heading down the M1 to face off against Geelong at M-A-S-H Stadium. If you're a fan of the old uh, TV show MASH. Uh, seven outs for the Cats. Um... Let's look first of all at the Bulldogs. Bailey Smith out with an illness. Jack McRae injured. Lockheed McNeil's the sub. Taylor Duray is suspended. Hayden Crozier, Toby McLean, Tom Libertori back in. Huge in with Libertori there. Uh, Toby Conway is debuting for the Cats. I'm really looking forward to seeing him perform in the ruck. Uh, Jack Bose is playing game 100. Brad Close injured. DeSavo Radaglia injured. Is this. Is this his last round where he is a member of the Cats? Jeremy Cameron injured. Of course, he's injured because we just saw pictures of him in his hospital bed having had shoulder surgery. Mitch Duncan suspended. Tanner Bruin injured. Tom Hawkins injured. And Zach Toohey is listed right now as the sub. Mitch Nevitt, Oyson Mullen, Oliver Dempsey, Reece Stanley, Sam Minigola are in along with Toby Conway. Um, The Bulldogs have something to play for this weekend. Okay they got something to play for. The Cats don't other than defending their home ground, which they've not done a great job of this year. Okay. Um and and secretly maybe the Cats don't mind dropping that third home game of the year this year Fremantle the Giants and now this one which could help uh, you know push them up into the draft when all they have is a first and fifth round pick in the draft this year. So, you know, adding a little bit more draft capital can't hurt them cuz they're going to need to put some young people into this list. Okay, they've got people who are going to be leaving this club and they don't have the draft capital right now to replace those people. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go about doing that. Um, Again, I'm a catch supporter. I want them to win. I don't think they're going to win this week. The Bulldogs, they stepped on a rake. They whatever euphemism you want to do. They played like shit last week, losing a game to the Eagles. And you can't help but tip your cap to the Eagles for they could have just laid down and said, yeah, we're done. We're going to go ahead and take our Harley Reed and go home. But they didn't. They battled. They got a win on the road. So I, I tip my cap, cap to the Eagles. And if you're an Eagles supporter, I know it hurts to lose to lose that top pick and the capital that went along with Harley Reed if you decided to trade out of that pick. But I think for the youngsters that are going to be there next year and the following year and the year after that, getting that win might be a good thing. But I'm going to go with the uh, Bulldogs to beat the Cats by seven. I... Again, I would like to see the Cats win and finish on a strong note. I just think the Bulldogs have more to play for right now, and there's so much disarray right now in the Cats uh, 22. I I just don't know. if Maybe they're going to shock me. Maybe these youngsters are going to come out and play over their heads. Okay? Now, we head out to Optus for West Coast and the Adelaide Crows. Riley O'Brien playing game 100. Riley Tiltorp is omitted. Rory Sloan injured. Shane McAdam injured. Lockie Gallant and Patrick Parnell are in. Zane True, Jermaine Jones, and Campbell Chesser omitted. Elliot Yo injured. Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey, Brady Huff are all back in now. You know the the, uh, the Eagles they managed to screw up the wooden spoon and their access to Harley Reed, as I mentioned. Uh, what what kind of draft capital would they have gotten had they decided to trade out of the number one pick? What would they have been able to get from a clubs for that number one pick, especially with a Victorian side? Who would have paid the premium for that? What would they have gotten from that? Um, and I, you know, I, am I, I, let me know what you think about that. Cause I think it would have gotten at least a couple of first round picks, if not more out of that. Um, but I, I say Eagles, why not follow the advice of fictional Cleveland Indians manager, Lou Brown from the movie major league. And, uh, when they were, you know, struggling and scuffling and that sort of thing. And he just told the club, why don't we just go out and win the whole damn thing? He used a different term. I don't usually use that term during the podcast. You can fill it in. Um, but, uh, What do they have to lose? They just beat a good Eagle or a good Bulldogs club on the road. The Crows are deflated after losing cough, cough, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the Swans. I'm going with the Eagles to win this one at home. I think they're going to send their supporters off with a little bit of positivity at the end of the season here. I've got West Coast winning this one by nine. And again, this is not a diss on the, on the, the Crows. I just think they're going to be a little deflated after what happened to them. And as much as they want to go out with a high nose, they're going to still... And yes, they're professionals. And they they may very well win this game, but I, I won't be shocked if the, if the Crows just get out there and lay an egg, as Crows are known to do, uh, as Eagles are known to do as well, for that matter. And they just do not play up to their capability. Now, of course, they could then go out and also beat the Eagles by 100 points this weekend, just pissed off and wanting to take it out on uh, on them. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I like I said, I'm going with the Eagles to win this one by nine. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval. We've got Port wanting to keep pace with the Lions, hoping to secure that first-round home game with them. I'm not sure if they can boost their percentage enough to do that should the Lions, uh, you know, also win. But they've got to try. Uh, but, you know, you've got uh, Bryn Tickle, Dante Vicentini, and Francis Evans in for Port. Um, James Trezise. I'm not sure the pronunciation. And Tom Brown are debuting for Richmond. Dion Prestia being managed. Jack Rewald and Trent Koch, and I believe, you are both not traveling to Adelaide. So, congratulations to you two gentlemen for a fantastic pair of careers there. Um, I know Trent Koch, and I saw is going to be doing something with radio here coming up soon, and I'm sure we're going to see Jack Rewald on um, Fox Footy here on a regular basis. But Ben Miller, Jacob Miller, uh, Ryan Mansell, Sam Banks, also coming in on the side right there. I'm going with the Port to now beat the officially rebuilding tigers i've got port winning this one by 15 points i just think port is on a bit of a mission they had a hiccup for about a month uh but i think port is is too good of a side at this point in time and then we head to the scg for sydney hosting melbourne uh you know the d's have an outside shot at hosting a final home final game in the first weekend of finals i don't think they're going to however both brisbane and port i don't think are going to lose um, so, they'll likely end up pacing off against the Pies at the MCG. So, technically, it's a home game, but will they have enough of their fans to make it a home game there? I hope it gets split even. You know, I, I, it's one of those. Okay, I'm not going to get I'm not going to spend the time on that right here and right now. Um, but I cannot say how impressed I am with the way the Swans have recovered this year. We talked a lot about the Giants this year. I, I, I really touted the Giants in terms of what they've done. But Sydney. You could have easily just folded up your tent and gone home and said, okay, this season's done. We've been, we've been playing like crap. i, I got to congratulate John Longmire. And, you know, while I while I, I think that you know, Craig McRae is going to get a lot of recognition as far as Coach of the Year, maybe Ken Hinckley's going to get some votes, that sort of thing, I think John Longmire should get a long look at Coach of the Year as well for writing the ship for this club that had been playing so badly. What was it, a month ago they were sitting in like 14th or 15th spot on the ladder? Now they're 6th or 7th. You know, I'm impressed with what they've done, okay? And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, Buddy Franklin's journey around the SCG, getting the recognition that he so richly deserves for a fantastic career. I'm going with the Swans to win this one at home. Uh, This has been a hell of a great effort by the Swans. Now, is it going to translate to winning in the finals? I don't know. But simply the fact that they battled back and got there, to me... That's one of the most impressive things that have happened this year. It, yes, Collingwood's been phenomenal all year long. Port Adelaide's long run has been phenomenal, but watching Sydney kind of rise like a phoenix, quite frankly, when, when when most of us just thought and didn't say it, but we kind of thought, yeah, they're mired down there in the bottom third, bottom quarter of the of the, the ladder, they're done for this year. I cannot help but tip my cat for what to Sydney for what they've done. And uh, you know Tom Hickey's playing game 150, and also his final game. Joel Amarty, Lewis McClellan is in. Uh, Melican, I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Roberts, Josh Shackey's the sub for the the D's. Bailey Fritch, Daniel Turner, Taj Wowooden, and Tom McDonald are in for Melbourne again. All of those on the extended interchange, so those are subject to change. Uh, I know Tom Papley is in. Uh, he looked like he was going to be questionable. And then we get to the last game of the round, and that is Carlton hosting GWS. Okay, Carlton hosting GWS. GWS needs a win. Uh, Stephen Coniglio is playing Game 100. Matt Flynn, Nick Nick Haynes, and Ryan Angwin are in for the Giants. Ed Kernow is a sub. Sam Doherty injured. Adam Chera, Corey Durden, Lockie Fogarty, Mitch McGovern, and Sam Walsh are all in. Um, you know, one or two fewer hiccups this year, and the Blues are a top-four side. And while I love what the, the Giants' story has been this year, I don't know if they've got enough to get over the line against Carlton. I'm going with the Blues to win this one by 11, but of course I won't be shocked if the Giants prove me wrong because they've proved me wrong. They've proved a lot of us wrong many times this year. It's going to—it's the final game of the home in a way. They're going to know what has to happen if the Bulldogs win. They're going to know what they need to win by in order to hold on to that number eight spot there. So this is going to be a phenomenal game. It's a 4:10 Sunday morning game for me. I think I might get up for this one, depending upon what the outcome of the Cats and uh, Bulldogs game happens to be. So, there are my tips for this round. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie and see what Mick has to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by my mate Mick Aussie here. We are here to talk round 24, the last round of the regular season fixture. And, uh, well, both of us are watching other clubs get themselves prepared to play finals because both of our clubs... Um, got the long end of a short stick last week. So how you doing, Mick? Uh, terrible, mate. So upset, very upset with
1: the AFL, very upset with that goal umpire, and I'm not afraid to say it because if you make a mistake in life, you have to admit you've made the mistake, and some of these radio shows are going, oh, we don't blame the umpire. Crap, it's the umpire's fault. He should have called for a review so I'm gonna blame the umpire. But that said, you forgive people, you make mistakes, and you gotta to admit to yourself when you make a mistake. And if you can't admit to yourself that you've made a mistake, you're in trouble as a person. There you go. Around okay. straight
0: off. Okay. Well that's that's all right. So let me ask you this question before we start talking about but about footy this week. You know, as a Cleveland Browns fan, as you know, the Cleveland Browns as I think you know, the Cleveland Browns left Cleveland after the nineteen 1990- ninety five season and yeah. four season and became the Baltimore Ravens. The team owner moved the team to Baltimore. Um, he's dead now, but uh, which I'm kind of glad about because I, if he was on fire, I wouldn't pee on him for having made that yeah, kind of yeah. a move. So that's the kind of thing yeah. I'm I'm never going to forgive, but uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with the goal umpire situation there. Although there is a bit of a theme for the five terms this week, I, I did kind of go with a bit of a theme that's related loosely to that this week. So um, good. I, th- I think you might enjoy that, but we've got uh, we have you know a couple of games that that really are going to make a difference in terms of the um, placement on the ladder. But then there are a lot of games this weekend that that quite frankly don't necessarily matter a whole hill of beans. So you ready to jump in here and talk about some of those?
1: Yeah. Well, the reason is a lot of the games don't matter is because of the damn umpire making the mistake and <clears throat> not calling for the review, which upset a lot of other clubs. So we've basically got a couple of good games this week when we could have had maybe four or five. So yeah, yeah. it ruined everything. Cost That's, the AFL money. It's just a, just a total, total screw up.
0: Yeah, it, it it is. But as you know, as you said, we, uh you know, mistakes have happened, unfortunately. And, and, you know, your, your crows were the, uh, the recipient of that this time. And, you know, maybe, maybe next time the screw up will go in their favor. Not and that's not to say I hope somebody screws up. I but I hope that they, you know, have the success that 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 they earn rather than having to have something bad happen to get them in a position. So yeah, we, we head to the uh you know, we look at the games from last week and and I I you know I, I know I I remember correctly, I think I said that the Giants and Bombers game was gonna be a close game. I didn't think either one was gonna be able to really do a whole lot of outscoring one another there. But, uh, well, it turns out I was completely wrong on that because uh, what's the technical term? The Giants kicked the dog shit out of Essendon last week. I guess yeah, the technical great. term. Yeah. But Essendon's, wow. got the, uh, Essendon's got the pies at the uh, MCG this week. What are you thinking about this one?
1: Oh, man, like you said, that was an absolutely disgraceful effort. How can you lose by over 100 points when you're still in the running for the final? So – I've said Bombers have been flaky all year, and I was dead right last week. The right. Terrible, disgraceful, pathetic performance. But I got a, on a positive, eh? The guy with one of the greatest names ever has announced his retirement, and he's coming back for his seventh game of the year. And They even made a song out of him. Anthony yes. McDonald, Woody. eh? Don't you love that name? Yes, yes. But, uh, the Mag- Magpies will win. Uh, they've lost three of the last four, but they should
0: win this one. Yeah. I I've got the pies winning this one as well. Just, just to get themselves tuned up, you know, and I, 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 I did see somebody posted and I mentioned it when, in, in, you know, when I was tipping this game here, but I'll, I'll mention it here quickly. Again, somebody, somebody uh posted on Twitter when they had, there were seven players that were listed as injured for the, uh, for the bombers this weekend. And they, they basically asked, they said, well, how do you get injured just watching the other team kick that many goals against you? How do you get hurt just watching the other team? Which I, which I thought was a I thought was a really funny but a fair question to ask there. Um but you know they got
1: they they got so hot, heart, string, mate. That's what you call it. a heart string
0: yeah. broke. Because yeah. it was a
1: weak, 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 pathetic performance.
0: Yep. yep. And then we, we head down to to Hobart to Bluntstone Arena for Gold Coast heading down there to face off against North Melbourne and, uh, you know, North Melbourne having to look, you know, deeply inside themselves to decide whether or not they want to give the wooden spoon back to the Eagles. Do you think they're going to do that this weekend? Oh,
1: oh man, what a mess they are. Well, they finished bottom of last two years, three out of four, nearly. Yeah. Oh, but I think they're playing some shonkies. Hey, Davis Zuniak, whatever his name is, one of their best players, is out because he hurt his toe surfing. Is that a bit of a tank job? Not sure, maybe. Seba, well, he retired then got in a fight. That wasn't cool. Obviously, I heard it wasn't his fault. So a couple of clowns trying to pick on someone famous. I hate that. I really do. Um, the Suns, oh, how are they going to go on the cold weather down there in Bluntstone, Tasmania? I think the Suns will win because I think the Roos are probably tanking. There you go. They're a mess. Maybe send the Roos permanently to Tasmania. That's what I've said all along.
0: Yeah, I I've got the the Suns winning this one, and I and I, I mentioned it, you know earlier there, you know, I think it's kind of an audition for players for both clubs because you know, I think you know in most instances, just about every spot on the Ruse list except for a couple are open right now because you never know who the hell is going to be back with them next year because you know, they've been so bad for so long. You got to find you know people who are going to be able to help the club there. There's you know maybe ten guys who probably have. You know spots that are assured for them, but the rest aren't sure. And then, then you're looking at the, the sons and who are thinking to themselves, based upon what Dim has said the other day, am I part of that twenty percent that are not part of the first premiership side? I need to move in. I need to move into the other column. So yeah, look,
1: ah, oh man, I, I, I really think it's bitter cons. I really think it's a good conspiracy theory that we've said, for a few weeks that the AFL chased Hardwick to get that job. It's all too fishy, isn't it? eh? It's all too nice and all too nice, you know?
0: Well, do you you think that uh, if we were to get to the bottom of that file that the AFL may or may not have, that we would actually find out who was responsible for killing John Kennedy? (laughs) Oh, man. You know? Yeah. What I mean, do you believe has...
1: these days, eh? What do you believe?
0: Oh, I, I I'll tell you what, I am I am one of the preeminent conspiracy theorists in the northern hemisphere. I don't I don't believe anything anymore. I, I I I am so distrusting of just about everybody anymore. I don't I I'm and I don't you know I don't know if that's a character flaw or if it's smart on my part, but that's just kind of how I am. Well, it's probably the country you're living in the last few years. I don't blame you, mate. Well, yeah, could be it too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know, speaking of that, what are your thoughts about your prime minister and his wife splitting up? Oh, he's
1: going to announce his new boyfriend soon, isn't
0: he? (laughs) I don't know about that, but I, I do know that there was something announced today that he was thankful for the you know the canadian people being understanding and supportive of the two of them for their decision to go their separate ways i'm uh, look look it's totally fine if he does have a boyfriend we know that
1: these days but no I, can we uh change the subject i um oh we certainly he, can he, he he is a pathetic waste of money um i can't stand him so but dad yeah, yeah, okay. you've upset me now even mentioning him uh, but i'll be fine <laughs>
0: All right. Well, how about this then, Hawthorne and Fremantle? All right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And uh, let me. I, you know, I. I said something in the earlier part of the episode. I I said, to me, one of these two clubs is cl- which. Let me ask you: Which of these two clubs do you think is closer to winning a finals game?
1: I got faith in the Dockers. I think they made a bad mistake, maybe with a couple of. Bits of recruiting. Um, Jackson's been fine, sure, but I think the Dockers might bounce back. But then I was thinking there's a couple other teams that are gonna be up on, on the up next year, and I think Hawks might be one of them as well. I hope not, but I would say probably the Dockers can bounce back. You got a big advantage kind of over there in Perth. You shouldn't lose home games, but then, then they got extra travel, so
0: maybe That's it's true. not advantage. That's true. So so what about this game right here? Then, you know, you've got, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Jager Ramirez would have loved to have been playing against his former side, but he's out injured this week. But uh, who do you think is going to take this one this weekend? Oh, you got to
1: go for the Hawks at MCG, nothing for the dockers to play at the Hawks have been in pretty good form. So yeah, probably the Hawks and Newcomb's back. He's a good player. That guy, isn't he? Eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, uh, he's, he's an exciting player. And I, I, I I actually mentioned that I thought that the uh, the Hawks might be one of the you know, I think the proper term is a Smokey uh, to to play finals next year. I just think that, that that club is is I think they're ready to make a, a step forward there because you know we got some some other clubs are going to be taking a step back. You know the Tigers I think are going to be doing a bit of a reset. The Cats who the hell knows what's going to go on there. I think they're going to be doing a, a pretty significant reset as well. Um, yeah, so it's. Well, I I hope not, because they've won enough premierships since I've been
1: alive, and their former boss Jeff Kennett's an idiot, and he used to he stole the Grand Prix from Adelaide. So I could care less for the Hawks. I'm yeah. fired up today, mate. I am fired yes, up. Yes, yes, you
0: are. And, and you said you weren't very busy today, though. That's the thing. Uh, no, like, I've been good. Yeah, it looks like it looks like <laughs> you know, it looked like a nice sunny day where you were as well. And uh, wow. I mean, my, my yard is underwater. I've got, I've got water in my basement uh, and I'm in a good mood. Well, you got more problems than me then. So well, no, I'm just really well,
1: upset this last week turned a, a bit crappy after a great year because yeah, of that umpiring
0: decision. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I had more problems than you long before that rain came. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the, one of the more compelling games of the weekend though, you got St. Kilda heading up to play Brisbane but Max King is not playing this weekend. He's he's being managed. So, do do you automatically put the four points in the in the uh, in the win column for the for the uh, Lions this weekend? I did. I I don't think the Saints have a shot at winning this one. Nah, they
1: probably don't care
0: too much. They've had a great year. The Lions
1: haven't lost at home, so they'll win. And I will admit, I'm wrong. See. If I can't admit I'm wrong, there's a problem. I will admit I was way wrong on the Saints. Congratulations to make the eight. I didn't pick them very often this year. I did not believe in Ross Lyons' mostly defensive tactics, but he had coached a bit more attacking. So I will admit I am wrong, and congratulations to the Saints fans, including my mate Whizzer out there at the Burnaby Eagles. And great to see Jack Hayes, the former Woodville West Torrens player, coming back in after a long time with a knee injury. So he's a little beauty, that guy.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding. So we head down to MASH Stadium in Geelong. Um, I'm changing the acronym this weekend since there are so many injuries for the Cats this weekend, um, for the Bulldogs and Cats. And this, this could have been one of those games that meant a lot to two sides, but now it only means something to one side. Who you got picking this one, the Bulldogs or the Cats? Oh, man, at the
1: start of the week, you see on my sheet, I got the Cats circled in because I was so disgusted that if the Dogs losing to the West Coast Eagles, they don't deserve to make the eight. But as we see during the week, as you said, the Cats are resting all those players because you need that extra week ready for next year. <laughs> it's a bit, bit of a joke. I hope the Cats win but the dogs will probably win, even though they haven't won at GMHBA in Geelong for 20 years. So Libba's back in. That's a big in. Bailey Smith out. He'll not sure what's going on there. Hope the cats, but I have gone for the dogs. You
0: know, I, I unfortunately went for the Bulldogs on this one as well. You know, I just, you know, Jeremy Cameron had his shoulder surgery earlier this week. Uh, you know, Brad Close has got a bad ankle. Um, you know, Hawkins did his hamstring again. I just, you know, they're, I'm looking forward to watching the the young ruck uh Toby Conway get out there and see what he can do because you know the Cats, while you know, they won a premiership with Reese Stanley, he's not exact you know, he's not he's not Max Gone. Okay. You know, he's not uh, you know, he's not Nick Nat in his prime when he was healthy. Yeah, hell, hell he's not even Brody Grundy when he was in his prime, I don't think. <laughs> um who you know people keep speculating that you know the cats are going to bring him in this year and I'm thinking with what you know looking at their look at their draft picks at, as it sits right now they have pick 8 and pick 82 in this year's draft that's it they've got, wow. two, they've got two picks in the draft How, you know you you're going to have at least a half dozen if not eight or 10 guys leaving that list here in the next couple of weeks you know I know oh, that that's
1: they, right. you've been you've been in the 8 for a lot of years you can drop down for a while I don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay okay well,
0: well all right all right well that's that's but i like the cats i have no issues with the cats no i, I know i, like the, I know yeah. so we head out to west coast at Optus hosting your mob the adelaide crows and uh game 100 for riley o'brien um this is an interesting one here because you know i i argue that you know that the west coast eagles managed to screw up the uh you know the, the the draft capital that they could have earned if they had traded out of the number one pick, you know, and I asked folks, well, you know, what what would they have gotten for that number one pick from a Victorian side for the, for the right to pick Harley Reed? What would they have gotten from a Hawthorne or a Carlton or whomever might have wanted to get him in their midfield? What would they have gotten for him? And it's, you know, <laughs> but, but, but I also said, you know, in the great grand scheme of things, For those young kids at West Coast who are going to be there in 2024 and probably 2025 and 2026, getting that win against the Bulldogs last week, I think was rather important, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, well, this is is where people need to realize and not listen to the media too much. Every player that goes on that field wants to win. The coach wants to win. It's the bosses that might be above them that make decisions to rest players and so forth. So right, Adam right, right. Simpson is Adam Simpson is rumoured to be on the out. So is the president. They had a big meeting over there Monday morning at someone's house, one of the director's houses. So an announcement will come on Monday, no doubt about that. And listening to the podcast today in Perth, I think they do have to get rid of Simpson and the president because if they keep Simpson, well, he's going to think of his own career. And if he's in charge of the draft, well, he's going to try and do well for next year, not think of the long term. So for that reason, Barra might be right in regards to Simpson could be out. But Gabe's going to love this one tomorrow night because he's a betting man on the show. Uh-huh. That Eagles win was the biggest underdog win since tab Touch in Perth has kept records as a 65.5 underdog at paid 15 to one. So wow.
0: incredible,
1: wow. incredible.
0: Wow. Now, um, who are you going with in this one?
1: Oh, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? I mean, the <laughs> crows should be mentally keen to finish the year off. Like you do want to, finish the year off with a win. Absolutely every player does. Yeah. That said, the Eagles players, well, they got a couple of big retirements. Shuey and Hearn and, and Nick Knack will be touring around the sidelines probably. So they should be up for that. But yeah. it comes back. You should be up for every game. So I think right, that's right. a little, little bit overrated. It will depend on the Crows' attitude, I think. Crows to win just, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, I actually, I actually kind of along with what you were saying there, I went with the Eagles to win this one because I I was, I'm concerned if the, you know, if, if the Crows show up with a, with a, you know, yeah, we got screwed over last week, but let's go out and finish strong. Then I think they could beat the Eagles by a hundred points. Yeah. Yep. But, but if they come out flat and they come out at all disinterested i think the eagles could sneak up and bite them on the ass and that's just at, that's where i went with it this week i just thought at home maybe the eagles get that win you know i but you know again it's not taking a shot at the crows i just think that you know the eagles might you know go ahead and have have that kind of you know success uh, this weekend but again there's you know no guarantee on that though by any stretch of well, imagination if,
1: well if i was a player i would be pissed off for a day and then Monday out at training, I'd be so pissed off that I'd train my ass off, and I would make sure that I would rub it into him and say, "Hey, we're going to win big because we deserve to be in the final." So for that reason, I'm going to change it. I'm going to say Crows to win by
0: fifty points or more. There you go. Okay, I, and I, <laughs> I I completely understand. I completely understand that. That makes that makes all the sense in the world that that's the case. You know, so I um. And then we move on to your nemesis sharing the Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide hosting Richmond. Um, you know, you've got, you know, Dion Presti being managed, Jack Rewalt and Trent Cotchin mm-hmm. are staying back in Melbourne. Their, their careers are officially done with the Tigers, although I did see that uh, Trent Cotchin's is going to be doing something on radio here coming up soon, and I'm sure we'll be seeing Jack Rewalt all over Fox footy in the very near future.
1: Yeah, well, what about, um, Let's go back a year, and I'm I'm Damien Hardwick. Hey, Hopper and Taranto, come on, come to the Tigers. I'm selling you on our great club. I'm going to be around for a while. We're going to win another premiership. How about coming to us, Hopper and Taranto? And then, oh, Dimmer leaves. He gets talked to by the AFL, and he's out. So feel a bit for Hopper and Taranto. They're good players. Uh, Port Adelaide should win this because of those players being managed, and they right, want to right. finish strong. I don't think they'll get second spot. I think the Lions will stitch up second spot, so Port Adelaide might have to go to Brisbane in week one of the finals. So yeah, yeah power to win over Tigers. Yeah, I, I
0: I went with Port Adelaide on this one as well. Um, I just I just think it's a, uh, um. They're they're they're, I think they're too good of a side right now, and I think Richmond's rebuild is officially starting. Um, and you know. And I, th- I think we talked about this earlier this year, but you know, are are Hopper and Toronto were they were they were they brought in to be the missing pieces to get back to be in finals this year, or were they the first building blocks of the rebuild that's happening now?
1: Uh it was. Sorry, I, had, I get a bit of a laugh. You said Toronto. Then I'm thinking
0: of the city. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. T- <laughs> Oh, I've got, I've up, my, yeah. I've up, you, up you, know, you know, you know, you t- t- <laughs> know, Tim Montreal, Tim, Tim Ottawa, you know, Tim, <laughs> Tim yellow, Tim yellow knife.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I muck up names. Don't worry about that. Oh, yes. no, I think Tigers thought they'd make the eight this year. I really do. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I, I think you're probably right on that one, but, uh, and then we head to the SCG and, uh, we're going to have the, uh, you know, the, the farewell for buddy Franklin. Uh, they're going to, they're going to think what they said stopping the game during the 23rd minute of the game for him to to walk around the ground and shake hands and that type of thing and get recognized. Oh, wow, Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you know, we, we've talked about the giants having this, you know, come from nowhere year to be contending for finals. We, we the talk has been about Carlton, you know, playing as well as they have the pies being, you know, basically running the, the, the table at the top of the ladder all season long. But, you know, I, when it, when it's all done and dusted is the biggest story of this year, the swans coming back, basically becoming, you know, like Jason from Friday the 13th and, you know, rising out of their grave. What were they? 15th on the ladder, 16th on the ladder, it's like 15th, I think, cause Hawthorne was below them um, just like a month ago. And now they're sitting at, like, number six or seven. I mean, is there a bigger – has anybody? Has any coach done a better job this year than John Longmire? Yeah, and it helps when you pay off a goal umpire a
1: bit of money in a brown <laughs> yeah. bag too, right?
0: Well, I wasn't thinking that part. But, yeah, I, I guess that part is true too, yes. If you manage to, to get the goal umpire to do that for you, okay, but – but let's let's just say for you know shits and giggles that that did hit the post and we know it didn't. But let's just say that it did. Is there a, has anybody done a better job coaching this year than Longmire? Yeah, you, know, oh, you could certainly yes. you could argue Craig McRae. Yeah, and I got to say, um, I got
1: to say, uh, the Saints coach, absolutely. Ross but, Lyon, oh,
0: Kenny Hinckley, maybe. Know,
1: yeah, yeah. Ross Lyon, sure. Now I'll just go back. Look, the Swans got lucky. The, The Crows should have never been down by 40 points. And initially Saturday night, I think it was, I got into it with Crows supporter on Twitter, Scott. And initially I was saying that, oh, Crows, it's their own fault. But then I saw it on replay and I thought, no, screw it. I'm with the Crows fans. It's disgraceful that the umpire didn't call for the review. So it's his fault. And it it was clearly a goal, but it was above the padding on the... The goalpost maybe by what six inches or so. So, but what I'm upset at is the crows players on the goal line didn't start yelling at the goal umpire and making reviewers. Anyway, Swans has got lucky. Good on them. They're in the they're in the finals. I've gone back and forth on this game. Initially, I said demons. Then, then I realised I've lost four the last five at the SCG. Yeah, just for hell. Of- but I, think I, I think I'll think i go for the Swans. But yeah. uh, Bailey Fritch is back in. Now, remember Fritch? I like him as a player, but remember your guy on your podcast, the old AFL statistician guy? He he basically called Fritch a hog, selfish, selfish goal kicker. I remember that. But he's yeah. a nice player.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's And, and I've, I've said that he's kind of like a black hole. You know, the ball goes in, but it never comes back out again, unless it's going <laughs> at the goalpost. So, you know – we have interesting, you know, a very interesting last game that could mean a lot, or it could mean nothing. Although, you know, I guess it it's going to mean something because, you know, if the, you know, you know, even if the even if the uh, the Bulldogs win, that's going to still put them at twelve and eleven. And you know, the Giants need to. You know, they would need to win, to stay in the eighth spot or to go back into the eighth spot because if they lose their percentage is probably going to be lower than the Bulldogs because their percentage is already, you know, two percentage points lower than the Bulldogs right now. And the Bulldogs are not going to win and have a, a two point drop in their percentage. That's not going to happen. Nah, but, nah. Well, you know, I guess I'd have to do the math on it, but I, I, I just don't see that happening. But, you know, you got Carlton and the giants at, uh, at Marvel. Um, this is an interesting game. You know, I went with the, uh, I went with the Carlton blues to win this one, but uh, you know, a lot of us have overlooked the Giants all season as well this year.
1: Yeah, look, if the Dogs win, even if they win by one point, their percentage is not going to drop, is it? Um, you're, uh, yeah. you're, you're a school teacher, but I'm pretty good at math. Is that right? That should be right, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think that
0: they that they would be, you know, that they would definitely be in. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the 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 uh, little ladder predictor thing here real quick yeah. and go through yeah. those. As we're as I'm on the squiggle thing right now, let's just say that the let's say the Bulldogs win by one point. Yeah. Okay. That puts them at, you know, at 107.3. So even if, you know, GWS, yeah. you know, if GWS wins, that would, you know, that gives them 12, 12, wins and 11 losses. If GWS wins, that puts them at 13 and 10. So they're going to be in the, in the number eight spot. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So no but, matter what, yeah. dogs but, win, Giants lose, dogs are in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So GWS, if the Bulldogs win, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to, the Giants have to win this one to get into finals, which,
1: yeah. which,
0: you know, I, I, I said, you know, it's all dependent upon what happens in that Bulldogs-Cats game. I think if the Bulldogs lose, I think the Giants might rise to the occasion here. But I, I do think the Blues are a better side right now. I really do. I mean, I think the Blues, you know, the, and again, you know, if the Blues hadn't screwed up a couple, a couple times this early this year earlier, they're, pro, they're a top four side.
1: Yeah. Well, if the Dogs lose, the Giants are in automatically, see? So I actually, uh, I've changed my pick on this one as well. Before I give my pick, Patrick Cripps has played 180 games and not one final. Eh? That's a bit rough, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I the Blues are going great, of course they are. Now quarters over there in Perth, he picked the Giants to win, and I'm changing my pick. I'm picking the Giants because I don't think the Dogs deserve to make the finals after losing to the Eagles last week. That's
0: that is certainly fair enough, and, and I, I get <laughs> I get that that I'm. You're right on that one, and and I'm probably completely wrong then on all of my uh, all of my tips this week because of that. Then, so yeah, um, so no, it's hard.
1: It's hard picking this week because we don't know. That's the thing. Right, it's right. a bit like the last the last week of the NFL is absolutely nuts. You have no idea what's going to go. On. Yeah. it's a little bit like that this week, isn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, exactly. You know, you had yeah. You know, there was a there was a situation about ten years ago where the Browns. The Browns, you know, had a shot at making the playoffs, but you know, one, I think it was the, the Colts. The Colts had to win a game that they didn't necess- that the Colts didn't need to win for themselves, but the Browns needed them to beat somebody. And the Colts sat like most of their team, most of their starters in that game, and they didn't play. So the yeah. Colts ended up losing a game, so the Browns did not get into the playoffs. I think it was the Colts, but uh, um, so you know, we had a couple of announced or retirements announced. Um you know, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, of course, Tom Jonas, Tom Hickey are both retiring as well. Uh, Ruck Jesus and the, uh, the, the uh, seldom picked captain uh, in Tom Jonas, who seldom was getting a game here lately with, uh, you know, as he said, he was hoping to still play on a little bit more, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And I, and I was very impressed by Daniel Rich, who's not retiring, but he basically said, you know, that while he would love to be playing on Brisbane's side he wants to see the team win a premiership and even if he's not selected to be playing in games or playing in the finals he wants to still see the team win of course whether he's out there or not which i guess you want to see that happen anyway but it's 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 just nice to hear a player say that yeah and put that out there rather than saying you know i'll you know, because you know you're not getting that premiership medal which i i guess that makes sense but that's one of those that's one of those things that's a little different between you know, Sports here in North America and, and the AFL that, you know, that you know, if you didn't play, you know, you know, Max Holmes from the Cats, who was, you know, great all last year, got hurt the game before the grand final, didn't get a premiership medal. But, uh, you know, the guy who was the, you know, the worst uh, ticket salesman for the uh, the team that won the World Series or the Super Bowl last year, got a, a some sort of a Super, Super Bowl type ring for contributing to the team winning you know yeah guys guys never put on a helmet in his life but uh yeah you know, he's part of the organization so uh um... yeah, it's over the top it's too much here isn't it it's too much yeah so um are you ready to get into your uh terminology for this week yeah just
1: before we do i'll give you one and only americans and canadians listening that do happen to go to australia don't ever say you're going to the washroom. Aussies will look at you and say, what the hell are you talking about? Sure, you go there to have a pee or a number two, but washing your hands is not the main purpose. So don't ever say washroom. You might slightly get away with restroom, but probably not. It's the toilet
0: to, okay. Let, okay. to let
1: out. So don't say washroom when you're in Australia. There you go, some advice for can you. I,
0: can, I, can I call it the deuce closet?
1: They <laughs> wouldn't have heard of it but they would have guessed <laughs> away <what> it is. <laughs> yeah the uh you know the, the
0: the 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 fertilizer factory whatever you want to call it there yeah so okay so um yeah it makes sense not to use wash i guess that makes sense i, I and i was i was hoping that you weren't going to say it's because they're not washing their hands because it was going to make <laughs> me re- it was going to make me reassess the whole origin for the whole origin story for covid then uh, oh don't get me going on <laughs> that people that
1: don't people that don't wash their hands out, you should wash before and after like you kidding me What the, what's going on there anyway
0: okay well we'll have to talk about off air why why okay beforehand but okay so the uh the the first the first term we have for you this weekend again if you've not if you're not listening to these yet i i did get a uh a really uh neat um like word search book from my sister for my 60th birthday, which is uh it claims to be Australian slang and, and most of these are ones that uh that that Mick has, has at least heard of. He didn't necessarily get them right, but they're terms that he had at least heard of. So we're I think this is the third week we're doing this now. Um uh, fourth, fourth. Fourth week. week. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the, the first term for this week is bodgy, B-O-D-G-Y. Bodgy, what B- Bodgy, yeah it's uh bodgy's like um
1: bit bit dicey bit suspect 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 okay, suspect suspect, or, bit suspect or, yeah
0: or, or fake or phony something of that yeah. nature yes yeah, okay yeah, yeah, so using it in a sentence the goal umpire in adelaide adelaide made a bodgy call last week
1: yeah yeah there you totally.
0: go i told you there's yep. a theme there's a theme to this one okay there's a theme to this one okay <laughs> yep. Number 2 the second term here nick off nick off uh, I wish that goal umpire would
1: piss off for a while as gillan mclaughlin told him you have an arrest
0: yes exactly to have a rest to go away or leave is what i found online yes so the goal umpire was told to nick off after his stellar performance in adelaide last week <laughs> yes you got on uh-huh. all- you Going easy on me so far. I know. I, I this is, what I guess, that, yes. Well, I remember I was going for a theme this week. Okay. Yeah. Um. The third one, the third one to make a botch of B O T C H to make a botch of. To screw it up. To screw it up. To do a poor job. Yes. Yes. Right. Yep. Last week, the goal umpire in Adelaide decided to make a botch of his job. Exactly. Yep. I told you, there's a there's a theme here. Which, um, uh-huh. Yes. And the fourth one. What is a pommy shower? A pommy shower? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You're going to love this.
1: So a pommy is what we call the English people. The English, right, right, right.
0: Yes. In England,
1: yeah, you know, there's, there's so many people in England, and there's a bit of a shortage of water compared to Australia. So a pommy shower... It's basically where you'll get, say, a flannel and just uh, wet it and a bit of soap and kind of wash under your arms and wash your ball bag and wash your <laughs> bum and wash your feet. So yeah, you kind of wash yourself without having a shower.
0: <laughs> yes, that's well. That the, the, what I found yeah, exactly. What I found online was it said the use of deodorant rather than showering. But you know, I'm going to give you that because it's right along there. So again, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. you use it in a sentence. The goal umpire, the goal umpire, needed to take a pommy shower in Adelaide as he had to get the hell out of town as soon as possible. Okay, uh, and the last one, the fifth yeah, he one, stunk,
1: didn't he? he yes, stunk. yes,
0: yes, he did. The last one, the back of Beyond, the back of Beyond.
1: Oh, I should know this. The back of Beyond would be somewhere way out in the bush, maybe
0: that's ex- it says a place far away from any big town so i'm giving you full credit for that as well oh and, right yes five out of five so, so this is where the crow's swans goal empire is hanging out at the moment the back and beyond <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right give me a tough one give me one
1: more make it a tough one See how well, I, go. I,
0: I don't know what tough ones are i mean i i've only done those i mean i haven't looked ahead at any other ones yet but uh all right you know let's uh because i don't know if you know, cause I have to look up the definitions because I don't want to use what, something that is completely inappropriate or culturally insensitive. Cause I did find one that, that had kind of a little bit of a racial undertone with it that I thought I'm not going to use that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: you know, so I don't want, I don't want to use. Okay. Um, let me, let me well, look hang on. At this. No, I'll
1: give you one. I'll give you one. So this is where we got to be a bit careful. I, um, I read up, what they said online about this term and it was slightly contradictory so you know what if i say to you well there's two meanings for this do you know what an aussie bird is
0: that's like it's a term for uh a, 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 it's a term for a female that that maybe isn't isn't accepted by a lot of people using that term anymore right yeah so an aussie bird is obviously a bird and uh-huh. we
1: and where i come from if you call someone an Aussie bird, it's a compliment because probably I believe this is because, you know, the real animal birds, they're pretty. Uh-huh. Right? And they're colourful. Well, women are pretty and colourful. So an Aussie bird to me in South Australia is a is a compliment. But I read online and some of the descriptions were saying it was a bit of a diss. So you're uh, going to be a bit, you're going to, you're to sort of weigh up what you're reading too. And right. and how times change over the years. But exactly. Yeah. If I say, Oh yeah, she's an Aussie bird. It's a compliment. Like she's hot, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So like I said, I don't, you know, I mean, I have, I have 70, 80 different puzzles that have a dozen different words on each one of them. Right. Um, You know, so I, uh, oh, that's an interesting, I'm going to look at that one here real quickly with uh. Okay, that's an interesting one there. Let's see here. Uh, huh? That's a uh, that's an interesting term there. Um, what the heck? Okay, I'm not seeing it. Uh... All right.
1: While while you're looking at yeah, I will. Oh, well. I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about uh, my thoughts on the bye week and then uh, the finals. I think that the bye week should happen before the grand final um, for this one reason. Like, it's debatable whether you just play right through. But if the AFL have made the rule that it's minimum, I think, 10 days if you have a concussion, they made that rule. For that reason alone, I believe the grand final should be two weeks after the preliminary because the player might get a concussion in the prelim final and be ruled out for the grand final because of the new AFL rule. So I for like th- that. that reason that is my deciding factor in regards to a week off after the prelim. Sure you lose momentum. I don't like it in the NFL. But yeah. for that reason I'm very firm on that.
0: I like that. I like that. And you know and and maybe it even it even heightens the uh the anticipation of that game as well then so i mean i, I yeah. yeah so i i like that um yeah okay the other the other term that i found here that i just uh what are dick stickers dick dick stickers dick stickers a dick sticker
1: uh-huh <laughs> i'm not sure but i'm gonna okay. take a guess okay. uh uh is it
0: is it something the policeman sticks on your car for a fine no it's not um uh-uh. it's basically it's another term for budgie smuggler like swim trunks, oh. swim swimsuit okay, right. yeah
1: right. yep i was just thinking the police are dicks if they give you a fine that was fine in court. <laughs> but no, i hadn't heard of that
0: <laughs> yeah well there you go so i had to look that one up because i didn't i didn't want it to yeah i didn't want to come up with one that i went oh i shouldn't have said that so right, um okay So you, you were five for five, but now you're five for six. So, you know, you, you blew your perfect record there. So we have to count that one against you there. So, Uh, so, Hey man, where can people find your work? Um, I, you know, and I, before we get wrap up, I do want to talk just a a little bit of cricket with you here before we wrap up as well. So.
1: Yeah. Well, um, tomorrow night on sports grid TV, which is uh, Sirius XM channel one five, nine at eight twenty Eastern confirmed AFL picks with Gabe Renzi and CFL, and that's going their YouTube. You can get in the chat or many places to watch, and a lot of people all over North America and South America are watching that, mainly for the sports betting, but it keeps me on the show, even though I don't bet much. Uh-huh. And cricket, yeah, Edmonton Cricket TV on Facebook and YouTube. i put out a 34-minute show this week. I think it's my best show, actually, so uh, all sorts uh-huh. of stuff on that.
0: I did get to watch a little bit of that uh, last night. I think I did the last night right. or this morning, because I, you know, since I had the day off today, I've been, uh, I, I've been up. What I did today is I, I did some ironing today. I still have a lot more to do to get all my, you know, I, I starch all of my dress shirts. So it takes me a little bit longer to, um, and, and I have to, and I, quite frankly, I have all new dress shirts there. I have two, I no, I have three Geelong cat shirts that I've owned now for several years, which are way too big for me. Those are the own those are the only shirts or pants that I have in my wardrobe that I owned more than 6 months ago. Because I all of my other clothes are gone. I've donated them all to Goodwill because they don't fit anymore. I have I've now lost yeah, I've now lost um almost 16 inches off of my waist over the last 2 years. Wow yeah so 16 inches is in uh in centimeters that is uh 40.64 centimeters that i've lost off my waist in the last two years wow yeah a lot of hamburgers and beer well hamburgers and pizza and jelly beans not much beer i was i was never oh, much yeah. of a drinker with you know coming no, from a, right, yeah. a whole family I mean of alcoholics, but yeah yeah, yeah but, I mean, um, most
1: people that would be beer and pizza and yes, burgers, it would.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. So, I yeah, I, but I'm yeah, it's it's amazing. I keep finding all these new shirts and, that I bought, and I was like, oh man, I really like that. I said, where? The, oh, you bought that, you dumbass. You know where you got that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was going to tell you. So while I was ironing today, I, I I had Willow TV on today. I watched the uh the first. It's like a friendly international uh, T20 competition between India and Ireland. So I've watched right. the first, they're playing a three game series. I watched the first two games of that, of that series today uh, on, and those were both played. One was played this uh, this past weekend and one was played on Monday, like Friday and Monday or Saturday and Monday this week. And then they had one more game. They played a couple of days ago, which I'll probably put on a little bit later on this evening as I'm working on my ironing still, but uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. And next Tuesday I am sitting down, uh to talk with the marketing manager from major league cricket here in the united states for the podcast that's awesome that's so right i'm looking forward to that because you know i'm kind of expanding my horizons a little bit with this and uh you know um i'm really i'm really enjoying watching the game and i and i had you know i figured out many aspects of it but uh, you know there's some other things that i still need to work on that i've not quite figured out qu- quite yet i mean yeah you had, you had it rained during the, the first game between India and uh, Ireland and India was still batting and they were declared the winner through what was called the DLS equation yeah. or the DLS method. Yeah. And I, I yeah. need, I, I, I just bought a book recently called cricket for dummies. So I need to go read up on what the DLS is because they were, you know, what I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it was, okay. it was, um, it was made by three Englishmen. I'm not sure of the year but it's basically a formula if the if the match is reduced in overs because of weather and it's not perfect but it's obviously the best system that they can use in regards to run rate on the number of overs but generally i believe if you bat second in a rain reduced game you might be better off so yeah it's a system of a formula produced by 3 English guys. Okay. Um but yeah, it's a bit tricky when games get reduced. It's it's not totally fair put it that way.
0: Yeah, cuz it you know cause Ireland, you know, had scored I think 100 and, 165 runs and uh India had only scored I think at that point in time like 65 or 70 when the rain hit and they were declared the winners. Right. Yeah, so it was it was interesting, but I, I I'm enjoying it. And uh you know, it's uh I mean, I've watched I've watched you know T Twenty from Pakistan, from Sri Lanka here recently. You know, I've I've not gone into like the long form cricket yet. I've not watched any of the long forms, but there's a ton of ton of games that are that are up on Willow TV that were being played in Canada as well. I've not looked at any of those yet, but I've not seen anything from Edmonton show up there. Well, um, except for my show, right? Well, yes, except for your show, but yeah, none of the, yeah the, none of the ones that are being you know that are uh, that you know that have like the, you know the big companies that you know that have you know 47 cameras in the you know the yeah and all that sort of well, thing they, yeah they
1: have they had they had on tv here a couple of weeks ago they had a um a t20 or 40 game from out in ontario that was very professionally done uh-huh. and not this week but the following week here in edmonton these teams are coming from all over canada it's hundred thousand dollar prize money up for grabs i went and watched a couple of years ago so Edmonton Cricket TV. We're sponsoring the team, one of the teams here, because Philip Hicks is playing for that team, and we got a big logo on the front of the shirt. So, um, but yeah, I'd love you to watch my show and give me any feedback. Because this week I got an incredible couple of finishes in the first two games, and then Gabe and I are talking cricket on the show last week, so I added that. I've mixed mailbag with a couple of controversial things that are happened up here so i i do the best i can very similar to a proper 30 minute tv show that you can watch on a smart tv on youtube
0: yeah it's it's awesome and i i the you know i watched the uh i watched a few random games i can in uh pakistan i think it was pakistan and then i watched the championship game of their of their you know basically their t20 season and it ended with the team that was bowling won by one run. And they won by one run where the, the ball had been hit out into the field and was thrown back in. And the I think it was the wicket keeper, it's the guy with the gloves, caught the ball and knocked the knocked the uh, the pieces off of the wickets within like about four inches of the of the batter. Coming across the line with the bat to score what would have been the the tying run, I mean yeah. to win it there. It was just like it was like holy cow! It was that close to, you know, having you know been something that they would have had to go on and play on and and have both sides bat further. Then,
1: yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, the the things on top of the wicket called the bails.
0: Yes, yes. I was just drawing a blank on that name on that name right there. Yes.
1: Well, good luck with the interview, and. then, you want some help? I could maybe send you a couple of questions or something, but uh, sure thing. Yeah, sure good. Thing. that's a great, that's a great job getting that interview with that yeah.
0: guy. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, you know, he seems like a really good guy, I believe he's from Australia too. So that's going to be kind of fun to look at it from that vantage point as well.
1: Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah.
0: Now he, he lives in Denver, I believe right now. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, Mick, where can people find your stuff? I know we're, we got the Edmonton TV, but you know, did, did, I don't think you mentioned your website though, before, while yeah. you were talking before.
1: Yeah, MYK updated. Lots of lots of videos and stuff on there. So I'm proud of it and uh just keep as it going. You should.
0: As you should. And you now are you are now a bigwig on Twitter from what I hear as well. So
1: <laughs> I just gave
0: Elon Musk some money, yep. There I'm backing go. it. I think it's
1: worth it personally. Gabe joined. It. I still I've been meaning to do it for a few weeks and just paid for the year because if you pay then you're going to get your story spread more and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I'm a believer. I've tried that new threads, Duckerbirds threads, but to me there seems like no interaction. It's just people posting. So, yeah, I'll stick with X slash Twitter, I think.
0: There you go. There you go. I'm just looking at, you know, as uh, as a sports fan here, the Browns just traded their backup quarterback to the Cardinals. That just got posted here a few minutes ago. Who was that? Josh Dobbs. Uh okay. So they I mean they took that uh that uh young man uh out of UCLA who's been playing very well uh in the preseason. They took him in the 5th round. Well, that is that's uh, that's amazing that they traded him. Well, okay. Cool. All right, well, I'll I'll look at that a little bit more there. And hey Mick, I hope you have a fantastic evening. I know you got some great sunshine going on out there. I saw that out uh you know where you happen to be sitting right at that point in time. So I hope you have a, a wonderful evening and, uh, and and I should say, congratulations. The Elks got a win last week. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, hopefully we can win our first
1: game here Sunday against Ottawa Red Blacks. And if we do, I'll be in Calgary the following Monday, five o'clock for the Labor Day classic Calgary versus Edmonton. I've been to like 15 of those. It's a great time that, Tailgate party's great. So, you know, we can still make the finals unbelievably if we have a few wins. But that's one thing bad about the CFL: six of the nine teams make the finals. But other than that, it's great. I love it.
0: Well, and I think we talked about this before, but do you think that that they should bring in like a? T- I know they tried having clubs here in the United States for a few years. That and that was not a, that was not a great solution to things. But should there be a tenth tenth club in the, in the league? Do you think?
1: Yeah, they're working on it out Halifax way. The boss was out there recently. They had a game out there between Toronto and Regina, so they're working on it. But don't forget, it was only COVID was two years ago where we didn't play at all. So right, it's right. a great league, but you know, teams are financially often in trouble. Some of them, so they got to stabilize. They really do.
0: That's true. That's true. And 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 I don't know if the uh, um. League would be making, you know, the concessions and trying to, uh, um, you know, float a new team like they've done with Gold Coast and GWS for the last couple of years or the last decade, if you will. Um, Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, man, have a great evening and I will yeah, talk I'll... at you soon.
1: All right. I'll leave you on this note. I've ripped into the goal umpire. You know, I hope he's doing okay. He did make a mistake. I just get a little bit annoyed at the radio station saying, oh, don't blame the umpire. You should be able to call someone out. We're a soft world, but you can call someone out and then hope they're doing okay. As you say at the end of your show, check on your mates or whatever. But you've got to admit when you make a mistake in life, and if you can't admit you've made a mistake, then you got problems as a
0: person. So that's right. I
1: made a mistake with the St. Kilda saints. So good on the saints.
0: Have a great week, man. All right. Cheers, man. Alrighty. All right, man. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. That's the end of our regular season fixture. If you will, folks, you'll have to let us know where you're right, where we're right, where we're wrong. We're going to be coming back and talking about finals as well. Maybe a little AFLW. And again, I honestly don't have the time to devote to AFLW that I wish I had during their season. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another, check up on your friends, give them a call, make sure they're okay. Remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankofthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. If you enjoy the podcast, I hope you'll consider leaving a review there as well. If you want to help out the podcast, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button and help, you know, donate to the podcast to help keep it up and running. Um, Some of that money might end up getting used towards uh, my 2024 trip to Australia as well. And one of the things I definitely want to do while I'm there is go on a tour of the Vegemite Factory. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy. But I want to do that, and I'm going to do that. Even if they don't have tours, I'm going to be that guy that ends up on the news, having gotten arrested for breaking into the Vegemite factory to go have a look around. Uh, so, folks, you can find me also at Yank underscore on Twitter, Yank on the Footy podcast uh, on Instagram, a Yank on the Footy, or at Yank on the Footy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you if you got a great idea for a, a show. Remember, I'm going to be doing my most memorable game episodes here very, very soon. Um, Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for reaching out. I do appreciate that. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 283 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out the podcast, and please consider sharing it with your friends and family. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels from rainy, wet, dreary, but hopefully drying out very soon, Sandusky, Ohio. Goodbye.